1: Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, right? worship Brother George Mudry. Worshipful Brother Joe.
0: And Worshipful Brother Ken.
1: Tonight's episode, episode 126, the Georgia Guidestones. Mm-hmm. Hot debated topic. I got oh. into a little bit of a Twitter war. With oh, somebody. really? A
0: little A bit Twitter war? Of... You know how to use Twitter?
1: I know how to use Twitter. Oh, yes. I'm learning all kinds of crap tonight. Yep. So... Yep, yeah, I got into a little heated debate because somebody said it was Masonic. I asked them to... It's uh, not Masonic in any way. No. I told them to cite where it's yeah, Masonic. And explain. We'll, we'll talk about it tonight. Yeah. But first things first, we got likes. Sweet. Somebody likes us. Let me get off the Grand Commandery page. All right. And our likes are as follows. Ryan J. Zach Jansen... Weldon Van Weckel. That's a name. Mm. Wendell Van Weckel. Andrew Polviak. Nicholas. Cage. Thibdo. Oh. Mm. Close. Thibodeau. Thibido. With an X at the end. Thibdeaux.
2: That would go uh, Thibodeau or Thibodeau, depending on um, whether or not he's French Canadian or French.
1: Ulrich Dan Davis Romero. I think I've covered everybody else. If I missed your name, I apologize. So, let's toast them. Mm. And uh, being right. that Ken is finally here in studio, I am. Why don't you lead it? Oh, I.
0: It would be my pleasure,
1: brethren. Right hand to arms. To, to arms. arms. Ready. 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 Ready.
0: Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers.
1: <laughs> viva! 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 viva.
0: So right. much crisper when we're all oh, in studio. Yeah.
1: In sync. Yes. Yeah. So actually, we were going to do this segment at the end, but I think we'll do it now, Ken. We're going to do uh, Ken's segment. I did my segment a while ago. Josephus mm-hmm. is next. But we're going to do Ken's segment, and it's going to be Ken's hotspot.
2: Yeah. All right. Fire it up. I'll work on an intro song for you next time. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. I'm sure we can splice
0: something in after the <laughs> fact, right? We'll get it in. Where
1: are you <laughs> going, Mr. Ribato? No, I
2: was going to go something
1: like... Barry Whiteish with mm,
2: "Welcome to Ken's yes. All God. right, all right. What I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: take it away, Ken. Here we go, brothers and friends. The worldwide pandemic in which we find ourselves has incited the adoption of many online meeting and collaboration tools, which until recently have all been but taken for granted. Applications like Zoom, Google Meet, and Facebook Messenger, once considered novelties or whose whose use was largely relegated to the corporate world. Have become ubiquitous means by which we keep in touch with loved ones co-workers friends and brothers across all age groups these tools have been used over the last several months to great effect by masonic organizations to keep members engaged informed and routinely check on each other's welfare the grand lodge of connecticut took the initiative to hold a public installation of officers using zoom and live online video just before stay-at-home orders were enacted in the state The success of these tactics have even led some jurisdictions to consider the possibility of holding virtual tiled lodge sessions. This topic has, as those of you who are masons can well imagine, sparked a tremendous debate regarding security tradition and candidate experience. My intent today is not to explore whether virtual tiled meetings should be held, but the extent to which they can be held. In my opinion, it's irrelevant to consider whether any virtual lodge meeting can be completely secure. Those in the field of information security know well its golden rule, that no system can be 100% secure. Yet in spite of this, financial institutions, critical infrastructure providers, and governments rely on network systems as a matter of course. They do so by setting standards for what they consider to be reasonable reductions of risk, and adhere to those standards. If I were personally to set such a standard for virtual tiled meetings, I believe it'd be su- sufficient to settle on a guarantee that virtual meetings were tiled at least as well as in-person lodge meetings. So how would we go about this? I would propose three core protocols which the brothers of a lodge would need to enact. First, the lodge would need to guarantee that only regular brothers in good standing are attending the session. In the same way that an actual tiled lodge has processes in place to guard against Cowans, I call this the West Gate Protocol. The brother or brethren responsible for this function, let's say the Tyler or Junior Deacon, would need to control access into the meeting session using a password and proper avouchment. Once the lodge is open, they would also be empowered to close access to the meeting for additional attendees, and remove any attendee at any time. Second, the brothers of the lodge have the obligation to ensure that their physical space is secure and guarded at least as well as the physical lodge room. I call this the Deputy Tyler Protocol. Every brother attending the meeting should take an oath to the effect that they, like the Tyler of the Lodge, will safeguard their own meeting space and protect against cowans and eavesdroppers. This also extends to their obligation to treat their meeting password or credentials as secrets and ensure that they do not fall into others' hands. And lastly, the Lodge, and ultimately the master, should be responsible for ensuring the software used for the meeting employs industry-standard security, such as end-to-end encryption for attendees. I call this the eavesdropper protocol. Gathering these requirements or offering a list of suitable tools which employ them would be best left to a Grand Lodge Technology Committee or other individual with expertise in information security. In closing, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe that at the very least the logistical problems associated with securing a virtual lodge to the same extent as we are able to secure an actual one are all solvable. With a little additional personal responsibility and a thorough understanding of the technologies being used, Lodges could theoretically operate without compromise, if there were a very compelling reason to do so. And finally, we are all party to social isolation, the likes of which have not been seen during our lifetimes. Be kind to one another. Reach out to and aid the vulnerable. Take time to be kind to yourself. Stay safe. And God bless. This is Worshipful Brother Ken, and that was Ken's hotspot. And I'd like to say a couple special thanks to Brother Randy, who started a discussion, about some jurisdictions' plans for virtual lodges, as well as brothers Rocco, Lee, and Joseph for their insights and opinions. And worshipful brother Joe, if our listeners wish to engage in these types of scintillating discussions, how can they do that if
2: they're not already? Funny you should ask, Hmm. because for as little as $3 a month, (laughs) you can join Patreon. And part of that membership is exclusive access to the Discord chat rooms, which includes uh, an audio and video chat in in addition to a text chat. Uh, You'll also gain access to some Patreon exclusive episodes, which I believe we just posted one in regards to R.C. Christian's book, Mm -hmm. The Return of Common
1: Sense. I haven't posted it yet. The only thing I posted was the the teaser to it. Okay. Okay. It's going to be coming. And... The And it's Common Sense Renewed.
2: There you go. And uh, in addition to all that fancy stuff, you get the Gold Tone Freemasons Podcast pin, which I've actually seen people posting pictures of recently. So they yep. exist. They're out there. And uh, if you haven't gotten yours and you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll be getting one soon.
1: And let me know if you haven't got it. Uh, I got most of the addresses. If I missed you or even if you were a past Patreon subscriber, I will send it out um so just let me know if you haven't uh get me your address somehow and i will do that uh, the other thing i have to do is i have to send it out to all of our guests as well mm. i haven't done that yet i only started with the patreons they were the first so <laughs> but uh well done worshipful brother ken very nicely well done, done. very it. nicely done and we'll continue that discussion in discord if mm. you're interested yes so what do you say, boys? Get into the topic. Let's do it. All right. Very interesting topic. Very interesting topic. The Georgia Guidestones. Many have said that they are Rosicrucian. Most believe that they're Rosicrucian. Uh, some believe that they're NWO, New World Order. New 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 world. New I almost order. wore my New World Order <laughs> shirt tonight too. I should have. Um, Maybe Sunday. And Sunday. some actually believe it's Masonic. And we're going to <clears throat> go through all of the first thing I want to do is I'm going to break down. What the actual physical data is on it, mm-hmm. the inscriptions and all that, and then we'll get into the backstory of who R.C. Christian was, how he plays into a role, and then we'll start tackling the, the what our beliefs are of the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, to oh, can uh, Keith Noonan. Uh, he says first live viewing I've managed looking good boys. Thank you very much. Cheers to you Thanks, and he's buddy. from the UK He says yeah. nothing virtual is allowed in the UK. No lodge of instructions would be handy to keep everyone practicing mm-hmm. Yes, it would
0: yeah. be. I've heard the uh, jurisdictions across the pond are very very restrictive about what
1: they'll do online. Correct. Makes sense So, uh, but we'll get into that <clears throat> uh, At a later time. We're going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. So Uh, I guess I will uh, start it off with this. Uh, We're going to go into the Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones, and I wish I can bring up a picture here. I'm actually going to look for a picture uh, while we're talking. But the Georgia Guidestones are in, uh, what is it, Everton? I know it's in northern Georgia. It's in northern Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. And they are looking for the town, sorry. Uh, Elberton, Georgia is where they're from. Which apparently, I
2: found out today, is uh, up in the mountains a little bit. So it is... uh, I don't know exactly how high above sea level it is, but it is high enough up in the mountains where it would be protected unless there was like something extremely major. I've actually got a secret operative. I started a new role at work this week, and one of the guys that reports to me is from – he's from South Georgia, but he's going on vacation up to Northern Georgia later this month, and he is – or sometime in June. This month's almost over. Uh, But I I gave him the task of uh, getting us some pictures. And sending them to me so we can post them up on the uh, on the page.
1: Oh, nice. nice! Yeah, I'm looking for a picture while we're up here. I'm going to. So in uh, essence, they're like
2: they're big giant tablets, maybe not quite as big as
1: Stonehenge, but I believe there's, they're called monolithic stones. Yeah. So they're not megalithic, where they're. An insane, right. huge for modern standards, though these things are enormous. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and it, which makes it, which which it even leads it into how in the living hell did the ancients move the stones that they moved? Because right. I know that this particular, these particular stones and the slabs of granite, it was a project to do all this. Absolutely,
2: a lot of money too. Uh,
1: yes, a ton for, of money. For those
2: that haven't seen pictures, uh, while George's trying to pull that up, imagine so. Uh, So four very large um, granite tablets that from an overhead view would be in essence in the shape of a cross Mm -hmm. and on each side of one of these tablets um, is, are a list of instructions and I forget exactly how many there are, maybe 10, maybe a few more, Um, but in essence they are rules to govern society after some type of apocalyptic event, whether be Judgment Day, uh, a global pandemic, or something that or some kind of guides to restart society okay. uh, in the event, and it's a it's a global um, edict. They're they're global rules, and that's why on each side of one of the tablets, uh, I it's do written a in a different. Of, I do have a picture of now, so you guys mm-hmm. all can see it. Each side of the tablet, the rules are written in in different languages. I think there's eight different languages in total, but Mm -hmm. I know George has the specifics on what it contains, so I'll let him take over. So
1: let's start Uh off with the, the physical data of the Georgia Guidestones. First off, we know they're in Elberton... Uh, Georgia, which, believe it or not, is actually uh, considered the granite capital of the world. Most of the world, it's, um, I guess, uh, the most of the world's granite comes out of this. Interesting. In I thought oil. that was New Hampshire. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, physical data. On the right side of the tablet is the following column of text. Uh, physical data, excuse me. Uh, one, overall height, 19 feet 3 inches. Total weight. Two hundred and thirty-seven, seven hundred forty-six. Uh, excuse me, two thousand three hundred and seventy. Uh, God, two hundred and thirty-seven thousand seven hundred and forty-six pounds. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Four major stones are sixteen feet four inches each, weighing an average of forty-two thousand four hundred and thirty-seven pounds. Center stone is sixteen feet four inches. I and yeah, we'll, we'll kind of dabble on the the actual height and what why that height was chosen later, but uh, we'll get into it. the capstone, which goes on the top of it. And if you're looking at the picture that we have on Facebook right now, it there's a stone at the top. <clears throat> uh, these the capstone is nine feet eight inches long, six feet six inches is wide, one foot seven inches thick. Weighs 24,832 pounds. Support stones, which are the base stones, are seven feet four inches long, two feet one foot. I don't need to go into the exact mm-hmm. specifics of this. I mean, big enough to not get blown over. It's her freaking way. enormous. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a, it, it,
2: think of it, it's, it's a monument, is really what it is. It's, right. it's the Joe Oxley is asking, they're called the Georgia. Guidestones yes. question? Yes, they're yes, the Georgia they Guidestones. They're
1: also known as uh, the the nickname for them is America's Stonehenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
2: but yeah, they, they, this is like a <coughs> huge mm-hmm. monument that's not going to be wiped out by weather or, um, you know, like I said, it's up uh, high enough above sea level where there's a, a major flood, uh, they would be safe from that. It's it's huge. Yes, extremely huge.
1: So, before we go into the inscriptions, ginormous, some would even say. <laughs> mm. Before we get into the inscriptions of this, I want to talk about the astronomical features that are actually carved into it as well. Um, there is in there's a channel through st- a stone that indicates the celestial pole. So um, I, I'm not sure which stone this is. I'm, I'm assuming the middle stone, because if you look at the picture that we have up, there's a uh, it's almost like a male slot type thing. I'm assuming that's the one they're talking about. Uh Horizontal slot indicates the an, uh, annual travel of the sun. So there's a horizontal slot that shows the travel of the sun through the sky. Mm-hmm. Sunbeam through the capstone marks noontime throughout the year. So there's actually a hole in the top of the capstone that, when you look up, you know when the sun is shining straight down through that hole, mm-hmm. that's noontime. Um, author is R.C. Christian, and we'll get into that. Uh, sponsors are a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. Is Mm -hmm. the actual group that supposedly did this. You all right, Joe? Yeah.
2: My chair, when I pushed it in, was up (laughs) against the mic stand, and I don't want to knock everything over. So then there's
1: supposedly a time capsule placed six feet below the spot. And then this is the best part, and it's kind of interesting about this. And it says, on, to be opened on, and then there's no date. It just says, the words appear as shown under the time capsule heading. No dates are engraved. Mm. So the question is, were they supposed to put a time capsule? and never did. But
0: Or did they? And are you just supposed to describe the date in after the apocalypse when you crack it open? Right.
1: So let's get into the... Part of the mystery. We'll mm-hmm. get into the inscriptions. And then we'll talk about the... Uh, do we want to get into the inscriptions, or let's talk about the history first? How this all yeah. got started, because the inscriptions are the the big kahuna, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, at least for most conspiracy theorists and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, and they're very interesting. Like you think about it
1: when we're going through them. It's... Kevin Newton, uh, small Stonehenge. That is a magnificent thing to see, to do and see. Like most things, pictures never do it justice. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Stoddard, if you measure the length from one side of the stone to the other stone directly across from it, it is the approximate equivalent of 10 megalithic feet. Hmm. Ask Alan you. and Janet to look yeah, into this. <laughs> which is one third
0: of a megalithic yard. Right. Man, that was a fun conversation. Yes, it was. <laughs> I love ancient units of measure. I don't know why.
1: So just I, I just want to be... Get all jittery. It's interesting. You know, it really is. Um, but I would just want to say, when I did the research of this, I've done this over several days, right? And I do research in three different ways. One... I listen to documentaries. So, yes, I've listened to Brad Mm Meltzer. I've listened to, you know, other people who've done it. I think think even Scott Walter has done. I think Scott Walter. I didn't listen to his, but uh, no offense, Brother Scott. Um, (laughs) But I I get my sources from different, you know, documentaries and and things Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, I've also listened to another. uh, It was basically an interview about a particular guy, and his name escapes me. Um, But we'll, we'll get into it later. It was a an interview and he was one of the guys who either worked on it or worked for the company that worked on it or something along those lines. But then I take the far left <laughs> meaning the conspiracy theorists, the Alex Jones, well, you know, this thing is supposed to be America's tombstone and you know, all right, it's supposed to be the world's tombstone for when humanity dies and, you know, all the babies are eating and all the kinds of crazy that he I talks about
0: interesting that as much as
1: you hate that man, you will listen to some of his material. Because I think it's very research. important to get all of your knowledge, yeah. no matter where it's from. Yep. Yep. As much of an asshat as somebody may be, they might have some interesting things. And I have to give credit where credit's due. Alex Jones has had some interesting things he said before. He's got a wild imagination. He's got a wild imagination, yeah. but he has yeah. talked about things in true fact. Right specifically Sumeria and the Sumerian gods and stuff. So, I got to give credit where credits due. So, I listen to, you know, documentaries and then mm-hmm. I listen to your conspiracy nuts and then I do my own research. Yep. <clears throat> about things. I think it's important to get, you know, all aspects of it. Absolutely. I want to be clear in that. But this particular thing comes and this is the story of how it all ha- happened. Mm-hmm. The official Georgia Guidestones creation story is centered on a mysterious character who's used the name, the pseudonym, Robert C. Christian. As the story goes, a middle-aged man walked into Elberton Granite Finishing Company on a Friday afternoon in June 1979. It just so happened, though, no one else in the office was available to talk to him, so the company's president, the energetic, ambitious, and reportedly quirky Joe Fendley, so I just let you know that I got this off. This particular thing is off of a conspiracy theorist website. So they have them okay. listed. Yeah,
0: that sounds that they have correlates Joe,
1: with other sources that I've read. They so. have Joe Fendley as a Freemason. Okay, that that is not he because he wrote the quirky Freemason Joe Friendly. No, I no. want to be absolutely clear that I've looked for Joe Fendley uh, in the Grand Lodge of Georgia, and I. Do, I have not no record, found him. Yeah. No, I didn't There's read no record of him says. being a Freemason. Yep. So I want to be adamantly clear about yep. that. So if you go on the websites and you find that uh, Joe Friendly, Friendly is a Freemason... I couldn't find anything because another source had said that he was actually a Shriner as well. Maybe he was a Clandy. And, Clandy! Well, he said he was a Shriner, too, and I don't think mm. Clandys have Shriners. No, he no. so, wouldn't be able to get into the shrine. Uh He greeted a man who, who, produced, who introduced himself as Robert C. Christian. Busy with payroll, friendly... Uh, f- I keep saying friendly. Fendly initially didn't take Christian seriously when the odd stranger began describing in an elaborate granite, granite monument that he wanted Fenley's company to build. Uh, this is true. He walked in there and he sat down and he said, Hey, I got some plans for some granite that I want to, to, you know, I want you to build this thing for me. The guy was like, uh, yeah, okay. So, and I'm (laughs) going to shorten this down as best as I can. Uh, but he ended up sitting there and saying to him, uh, Okay, uh, and now mind you, this is back in the nineteen you know nineteen seventy nine nineteen eighties. Money was much much different then. You know the very different, very different. Uh, You're probably he paying quoted the, him a half a million dollars. So five hundred a crap ton of money. Then. This okay. is a ton of yeah. money. Keep back in then. mind, back then, a the
2: price of gas right. was probably <laughs> like fifty cents a gallon. Uh uh-huh. not not lying. It was probably like fifty cents a gallon. You remember that. I do actually. <laughs> we weren't born yet. Bob oh, blue. <laughs> no, hey, I was I was like eight years old in 1980, yeah. so I remember the gas embargo and all those things.
1: Wow. So <laughs> no, it it's legitimate. Shot, I believe too. it. I, believe. I I got it. So he basically said, oh, okay, so you want to build this monument? That's great. But you got to go down the street and you got to talk to the bank because uh, you know you got to find some way to fund this or whatever the case may be. So uh, he sent them down down the street. To Granite City Bank, where he met President Wyatt C. Martin. Now, mind you, uh, Fendley, at this point, had figured that this guy left his office. He's a freaking he wacky he's never going to see I, him again. Yeah, that's why again. he pawned him he off on the them, banker. He sent them packed. Yeah, he right? probably knew
2: the banker and like, yeah, because that's what you would do to me. If you were the Granite guy and I was the banker, you're like, oh, yeah, go see my buddy
1: Joe down at the bank. Mm-hmm. He'll take care of you. And Fenley apparently uh, warned him of uh, a kook who wants to build some kind of crazy monument. <laughs> there you go. About a half hour later, Christian showed back up and he said, yeah, secured the money with sacks full of cash. <laughs> I don't know if it was sacks full of cash, but the case may be like <laughs> yeah. So, so just, just so we can it get in. Again, it. I'm paraphrasing off of this, but I'm also my own yep. you know, interest in what I found. But. So apparently when uh, Christian went into the bank and he met this guy, President you know, uh, Martin, Wyatt C. Martin, and uh, he said, I want to take a loan or whatever he wanted to do and blah, blah, blah. Which means he must have had a good amount of collateral to offer
2: up because they're not just going to give that amount of well, money
1: to anybody. Well, first off, he realized that you know Robert C. Christian, R.C. Christian, is a pseudonym. Name. It's a no. fake name. There's not a bank on the planet that's going to give you a loan with a fake name. So he said, uh, "I can't. I need to know who you really are." So he—that's where we get the whole thing of uh, where he says, uh, "What is it? Americans who are waiting for?" He said he represented it for, for the, the return,
2: return, return of, of reason or something yeah, like I'm that for it. Americans awaiting the return of reason, or something like that.
1: Is what you said. Something along those lines. Yeah, he basically said that I represent a group—a <clears throat> small group of
2: loyal Americans.
1: A small group of loyal Americans yeah. who are awaiting the return of reason, or the age of reason, or age something of like reason. That. Right, right, right. And uh, apparently, he wouldn't give up the group's identity, but he did. Uh, give up his identity, but the guy, Wyatt, was sworn to secrecy and actually had to fill out a, what is it, NBA, NBA? Uh, non- NDA, non- non- NDA, NDA? non disclosure Agreement. non Nondisclosure Agreement, and then it was also part of the agreement that once this project was done, everything had to be burned. He wanted everything destroyed. He didn't want no knowledge of anything. And um, keep
2: in mind, back then, there were no clouds to store data. There right. was no... Mm-hmm. You, you were lucky if you had a word processor and they're probably doing all this on paper by typewriter So right. once those records are destroyed, they don't exist anywhere.
1: Correct uh, f- Furthermore also, there's also a conspiracy or there's there's a I don't know. What do you call it a fable or a lore that there's an IBM computer out there that still has all this information on it But I haven't found any <laughs> Evidence of that good but. luck finding a disk that you can copy <laughs> <it's> Right. <clears throat> so basically he presented these plans of the georgia guidestones to this granite company and they agreed to build it so let's let's get into it originally the place was not where the georgia guidestones sit right now which is believe it or not just off the 34th parallel in the 48th longitudinal line right so it's very close to... Again, if you're going to say, if you're going to claim masonry, we're we're 33rd, right? Everything's three, threes, right, right? right? This is 34th. But, and I'm not trying to give relevance that the Freemasons had anything to do with this. I'm just saying that this wasn't... Where it is, resides right now was not the original place where it was supposed to be placed. As a matter of fact, Christian asked Martin to find him five acres of land for the monument. He initially wanted the land to be in Hancock County, on a line stretching west from Augusta, however, Martin argued, <clears throat> excuse me, against that location, and said Elbert County would be cheaper and easier to accommodate. Christian agreed. A on a on a, at a later date settled on a five-acre plot on the farm? M-U-L-L-E-N-I-X. Mullenix. Mullenix farm. M u l l e n i x Mullenix Mullenix from um, a spot, favor, uh, a spot. No, oh, let's hear. Sorry, I lost my spot. A spot, the land deeded to the county with grazing rights given to the Mullenix mm-hmm. family for at least twenty-three years. So basically, they they threw this guy a you know five grand or whatever and said, "Hey, we want this little spot right here. Let your sheep graze around it." Right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Which probably now <laughs> makes it <laughs> protected land in georgia Yeah, evening, exactly. Brother.
1: Yep. Um, so basically that's what had happened. There was another man who met him and I can't, uh, I listened to an interview with him that he had done and I'll get into him later. Uh, but he had met this RC Christian who was described to be, uh, a balding man. So he was bald on the top, gray hair on the side and he's roughly about seventies. Um, I think he was, he said he was about six, four and he had striking features so that's all we really know about this R.C. Christian guy, for the most part. Um, he 6'4
0: and striking features, you say? I know a
2: guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> not so much gray, though. No, well, you're,
1: but you're not 70. Joe
2: is. Have to put this <laughs> <to point> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm picturing, like, a really tall Patrick Got Stewart. <laughs> In my there mind, I'm guy, picturing yeah. a tall Patrick Stewart. Yep. Every good-looking old man to
0: me is Patrick Stewart.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fenley meticulously documented the quarry and the building of the Georgia Guidestones Monument. Uh, I just want to also say that in order where they place this thing, they also had uh, an astrophysicist, I believe it was, from uh, the nearby university had come to make sure that all of the alignments and everything was perfect so it was all set up. But this monument was set up and the R.C. Christian guy disappeared into the abyss or whatever just kind of fell into off into the ether into the ether yeah, from whence he came
0: did didn't he deed the uh didn't he deed it to like elton county or something he, he did deed it.
1: He he gave it to Elton County, I believe. Yeah. And then So the town owned or the county uh-huh. owns it now. And uh you know people who have been I guess conspiracy theorists who believe that the NWO this is like the it's actually been described as uh, the humanity's tombstone. Um, have showed up, defamed it, destroyed it, you know, defaced it, if you will. So now the sheriff's department, uh, and this just goes for any conspiracy theorists who may be listening to this, just so you know, uh, there's a ton of cameras there, so your ass will get arrested on the spot.
2: But in, but if you think about it, that was another really smart move because I'm sure he deeded it to the county with stipulations. Oh, yeah. I'm, they a, I'm, I'm assuming never, they oh, can never sell know. it. Yeah, there's probably so many, but by... Doing that grazing thing and deeding it to the county, it is now protected. Good the, evening, Brother Scott. the county owned property. Yep. For a so long time. by defacing it or trespassing, you're committing a more egregious crime than if it mm-hmm. were just say private property. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was brilliant. As far as the preservation of it.
1: Well that was also, really smart. That was well thought out. Another thing that was, when he did deed it to them, one of the things he did not want was anybody selling, like, crystal necklaces and shop stands near Damn this it. place. Like, there's I got nothing. a whole thing of trinkets that I was going to sell. That was big. and That's years. crazy. I had, Rocco and I had a plan. <laughs> I had a whole box of pamphlets I wanted to hang out, <laughs> hand out. So, got them again. I'm two for two right now. Getting back. Yes, the uh, there was a guidebook that was given out, uh, I believe, by El- Elberton County. That's or what I'm going
2: to rename the pamphlets. Guidebooks, It's not a pamphlet. It's a guidebook. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Welcome. Thank uh, you, R.C. Christian.
1: <laughs> uh, but he didn't want any type of, I guess you could say, like stands around and people trying to sell things. in. Right. The it's not like off. you go
2: to New York City and you could buy a thing of the Statue of Liberty or, or King Kong climbing the Empire right. State Building. There's no Georgia Guidestone tchotchke oh. that you could buy. Correct.
1: Tchotchke. Um But anyway, let's get into the the facts about this. R.C. Christian visited Stonehenge before designing the Georgia Guidestones. I don't know if that's a fact because we don't know who the hell the guy is. But, again, I'm pulling this off a conspiracy theorist website. Uh, Was it modded off it? Sure. I believe that there was some, not modeled off it, but I believe that there was some architectural
2: yeah and if not modeled off of it specifically
1: it's it definitely modeled it
2: off of it in theory as far as certain astrological alignments and solstices lining up on certain days there was definitely an influence there whether it was a mm-hmm. specific model off of stonehenge or other monolithic structures the concept is there you can't dispute that
1: and in so much right. as there's vertical stones with
0: capstones on top of them right
1: right That's right And here's another thing. Uh, This R.C. Christian, actually, and we just talked about it a little while ago, Joe, he wrote uh, a pamphlet, if you will, uh, called Common Sense Renewed in 1986. So years after the Georgia Guidestones were were erected, um, he wrote Common Sense Renewed where he basically claims – I don't want to say ownership but he claims responsibility for the georgia guidestones and he wrote common sense renewed which we will be covering or i will be covering in uh, patreon episodes to come where we'll be reading it and breaking it down and how do you uh, get to hear that joke? real quick over
2: for as little as three dollars a month you too can have exclusive access to patreon content which includes the patreon exclusive shows which were right words for brother george just mentioned Also includes access to our Freemason Podcast Discord page, which includes a text chat, an audio chat, and now a video chat. And on top of that, you will receive a gold tone The Freemason's Podcast lapel pin. Nicely done. All for as little as $3 a month.
1: All right. So, now let's get into the... Uh, Interesting little fun fact on the side of it. uh, The granite is actually called Pyramid Blue. The actual type of granite I thought was interesting. So, we're going to get into R.C. Christian first off. I want to tackle this guy.
2: By the way, every time you say R.C. Christian, Mm -hmm. the Night Ranger song goes off in my head. Sister Christian. You've never heard Sister Christian from Night Ranger?
1: What year did it come out? 84,
2: 85.
1: Shut up. You? Shut up
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up It's a classic
1: We were toddlers Sister Did anybody walking into that bus That was coming
2: you, you, you don't know The Night Ranger song Sister Christian It's a, it's
1: a I know Twisted
2: Sister Classic yeah. love ballad Oh my god You're idiots <laughs> Sing it No we're just young Sister um, Christian Oh the time Has come and you know nope. that you're the only one All right, shut up. I know it. vaguely <laughs> remember that. Of course you do. Because uh, you're
1: motoring. Yes, I yeah. know the song. Okay. Thank you. I, re- I am redeemed. Um, context. All right, so let's get into the inscriptions about it. And this is where it's going to get hot. And then we're going to talk because this is like the... Dun, dun, dun. Mm. This is the, yeah. New World Order. Yeah, this is where all the conspiracy theorists get their fodder from. Yes. So we're going to start with this. Let's get into the inscriptions of it. Number one. Uh, first off, I just want to say that this was written in, as Joe said, eight different languages. And they are English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Mandarin, and Russian. So it's the eight most popular. Mandarin. Mandarin. That's Mandarin what I Chinese. I knew once I saw you lean in
2: that you were going out there. Uh, <laughs> isn't a mandolin like a, a little small yeah, guitar? It's a, it's a nice sign up. Sign up. Yeah, a little ukulele.
1: Ukulele. Uh, but it's written in eight different of the most popular languages on earth. And they, you know, this is where they go. There's one through ten. They're called the Ten Commandments, which is whatever. That's original. Uh, I know, right. <laughs> well, I've also heard described it described as the eight, uh, the ten directives too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be ten so, commandments <clears throat> if God
0: were a eugenicist, I guess. But right. go ahead. Marshall Brother came likes
2: the directive because then the first
1: one would be yeah, the eight, prime directive. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> Number one: maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. And that's a big
2: one considering there's currently seven point five billion people. And also
1: well, how does one go about that? Well a pandemic would a pandemic would work. Yeah. So this that is would, that would certainly work. Before we continue Unethical, on, before yeah. we continue on to this, Vaccine. it says it says maintain humanity under maintain is my word. You know yeah. the way the where my brain goes is you have to understand when these stones were erected Nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. the height of the Cold War, Reagan and what's his Gorbachev. name Gorbachev had their allowed. fingers on the trigger, mm-hmm. like the world was at a heightened point of this could pop off at any point in time. Um, so so my belief is is that this is written for a generation after the apocalypse. After the apocalypse, which so, means this if is how you nuclear, don't repeat history, basically, <clears throat> right? This is how you start back over. Exactly. That's, that's the that's, way I perceive it.
2: That's how I perceive it is. Where there's been right. some big cataclysmic right event, or Armageddon, or pandemic, or nuclear war, something where society is reduced right. down to a certain level, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Hey, once that reset button is hit, yep, here's your here are your
1: rules," right. and the first is. Mm-hmm. Never let maintain. Right, maintain. It doesn't say and this is where the conspiracy theorists piss me the f off. It doesn't say
0: kill off. It doesn't say
1: reduce humanity's population and then maintain it. It just says maintain it. However, to maintain it you gotta get there first. And again, take nineteen eighty at this point where you know Russia's where, invading absolutely. this, and they're doing that. You know. Two minutes to midnight on the two, doomsday two, yeah, clock. Yeah, That's where go. the song comes. And along. most people believed that it was you know, imminent, the Cold War, it was going to happen. It gonna happen. Absolutely. And, and it's yeah. had that mentality since the 1950s. Eventually, the USSR and the United States were going to bang. It was going to happen. That's like, why the
2: original Red Dawn is my favorite movie of all time. Man. Because it was so real. Like Watching right. it now, it doesn't make sense. Right. Mm. At the time... That's why it made perfect made sense. It, it was expected. It into
0: the the Wolverines, remember that?
2: Yeah, and yeah. It's the Garmin
1: Wolverines made perfect sense. Garmin. to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It no, perfect. it makes
0: sense. But at any rate, yes. I, now that I look at it from <laughs> that perspective, right, worship brother George, I'm just I think are right. Yeah. So you look at it as guidelines it for rebuilding the after the reset, because yeah, and not breaking things. Yep. Let's, let's be I real. Agree. If I there agree. was a
1: nuclear calamity between the USSR and the United States of America, the world population the world, would be. Not everyone everybody thinks the oh, whole world's gonna die off. Not true. Because there's been very there's throughout history, there's been you know floods, there's been asteroid impacts, there's right. been things that have knocked down humanity's um population mm-hmm. multiple times over. We're pretty resilient,
0: resourceful little bit. Yes.
2: We will. Yeah. But it but <laughs> It was saying that it could be greatly reduced.
1: Right, greatly not reduced. everyone's gonna die. It's not like oh, right. USSR and the United States are gonna lob nuclear missiles over, and no one's gonna survive. But the not interesting true.
2: But the interesting piece of it is, it's 500 million worldwide. Right. So it's implying that it, there is oh. now this global government, this all-encompassing
1: one-world government. I also look at it from this. Well, we'll get into that in a minute too. Um, I also look at it from this point of view. We had the great flood, right? This is science has proven. This. There was a yeah. Massive there's no flood. dispute. That historically, and there's evidence to show many that there was a great flood. have speculated that that before the great flood, humanity was potentially more or as advanced as we are now, and when the flood came, it reset it. Right. Right. And there was no Georgia Guidestones that the ancients left to say, hey, you guys should do this. Right. Or if they did, they were destroyed, whether they be right. at Alexandria the Library of Alexandria. Exactly. Right. There you go. Always comes back. What to a that. loss. Yeah. What uh, a loss. But that's what I'm saying. And unfortunately, the Library of Alexandria, everything was written on freaking scrolls and shit. This is actually chiseled in granite. So you would right. hope that once stone. society restarted. You know, these guidestones would eventually get around. They would be found eventually. They would be would be found eventually. And society would say, hey, you know, our predecessors left this for us. Right. So let's do it this way this time. I am a little surprised that it's in Georgia,
2: though. Like, that doesn't seem like it would be the epicenter of the rebuilding world. Well,. Yes and no, but mm, well, you said high elevation. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's what people would yeah. tend to. But why not Denver? We're
1: we're back again.
0: So. Okay, fair. Part. Like
2: why not Denver? Because we've already because got the got airport. That
0: crazy airport there, and everybody be like, oh, look at all these walls with like you know crazy people. Around.
2: Unless you believe that they are a part of a larger network of things that could potentially include oh. Denver Airport. Oh, God. The, the big creepy horse up there. The um, Jesus. place behind Mount Rushmore. There are there are ceramic <laughs> tablets behind Ru- <laughs> Mount Rushmore. They're there. The global uh, seed banks. So... All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Go back with your 500 so, million maintain. 500
1: million. My, when they say maintain humanity, they're talking to a generation that was after the apocalypse. Yeah. Don't let it get past this right. point. We're letting you know early so you can make sure it doesn't right.
2: get past this point.
1: Guide number two: Guide reproduction wisely, especially if you're redhead. Oh no, that doesn't say that. I'm sorry. It was just uh, no. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity.
2: So you're in essence controlling who can procreate. Yeah, that's eugenics, well, baby.
1: Number Hitler one, tried that. Ah, uh, yes and no. Okay. Guide reproduction wisely. So a lot of people, again, conspiracy goes instantly go to eugenics, which means weeding out the undesirables and keeping those that are healthy. Ah, but if there were an apocalypse and you
0: were in a really, really, you know, disturbing post-war reality where survival was very difficult, wouldn't you want to, I mean, not necessarily selectively breed, to make sure that everybody that's, you know, born is healthy and fit and can survive in this. Well, and but.
2: if you're talking with a decreased population, your chances for, you know, just look at Britain, the, the whole island's friggin' <laughs> incestuous. And that's why they're all messed up. Whoops. Um, but it's cautioning you and it's cautioning you against inbreeding in, in, a, in a particular I see what you're away. doing, yeah, though. Yeah. I see yeah. what you're
1: doing, though. You're actually uniting Danny Collins and the Leeds Light Boys to come beat the shit out of you. So it's okay. I appreciate it. That's that. okay, because
2: I'm in your corner.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Danny's <laughs> going to fight you. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. He'll just run past me and beat up my cut guy. By the way, not for nothing, but
2: I could take those Leeds Light Boys, especially... Uh, <laughs> The, the Joe Exotic guy. I, I could take him. Not Jesus, though. Joe that's Exotic? The Joe Exotic guy. No, he's not. What was his name? Johnny Sunshine or something? Johnny Cosmic. <laughs> Johnny, Cosmic. Johnny Cosmic. Johnny Cosmic. There you go. All right. I knew it was something celestial.
1: So let's get back into it. Um, see, I'm looking at it from a different point of view. Can I see what you're saying? No? Okay, that's fine. No, I grabbed the other last um, one. That's fine. I want to take it to a different thing. Uh, guide reproduction wisely. This, to me means look what it's a lesson from the past right now we have i would say people in this world who are just shooting children out like it's nobody's business well think about and they can't keep uh they can't um hey ken can i grab can i have one of those
2: yeah awesome here you go It's, uh, but it even goes it. back to. I uh, like this session. Okay. Cool. It's a. It goes back to even like. Um, you, you Dickens f- and Ebenezer Scrooge reduced the surplus population. That's what he said to the people that were looking to collect like, money from him but, for well, the homeless. Nah, th- I'm going to reduce the surplus. To, to follow population. directive you follow one. You're getting have at to, Like
1: people right now yeah. have children and aren't able to support them. So think about it in a post-apocalyptic. Right. G- be careful of how many children you yeah. have if. You can't maintain those children. Because
0: our instincts tell us to procreate. And if Directive One says keep the world population under five hundred million, then you Uh, have have to be mindful. You gotta be mindful.
1: And on top of that, it also says improve fitness and diversity. Okay. And I look at it from a again, a modern times standpoint where I mean, what is it, thirty five percent of America is obese, correct? Yeah. Probably about that, yeah. It's a lesson from the past. Talking to the right. future. Keep an eye on this. You know, but else, we have diabetes. We have right. all these things of people who are, I guess, in a sense, they're, they're overweight. they
0: But in 1979, was that as much of an epidemic as it is today? I think it. Um,
1: I don't think it was probably as probably much not today. As big. But again, now if you're taking these as a as a lesson of the past, like. You follow what I'm getting at Yeah, here? see,
2: I, I look at it a little differently.
1: I mean, only- similarly but
2: differently where I'm almost thinking at it because if you're keeping population low, but you're minding who's procreating and it, it's encouraging diversity, genetically speaking, the more diverse genetic makeup you have. It's good for the species. It's good for the species. You're more resilient. You know, and I'm—I know I'm going to get hate mail on this, but just think about it from a standpoint of dogs. Okay. Purebreds tend to have a hell of a lot more health problems than your standard mutt, oh, yeah. because there's that larger gene pool that just makes the species or the the breed or whatever more sustainable, yep. because it has the mix of all this rather than. Certain genetic defects that just mm. keep getting passed on and passed on and passed on when you keep the gene pool small.
1: Well, I mean, look at it in human standards. I mean, you take, you know, uh, a, a black male. And don't put him... Jimmy the Greek on us. No, no, don't no. Don't put Jimmy the Greek on. Us. I'm saying you, you don't black... remember that. You guys don't remember that either. No. Sons no, of bitches. You take a black man and put him in Africa. You put Ken in Africa and poof, just right? Like okay. Flames. Woof, goes yeah, right know. up. Like a matchstick. in the post I'm just world. like so. you know, Improve diversity. Let's move on to number three. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. Now, so here you get back to that
2: one world government. I should know. I mean, number two still feels like eugenics to me.
0: Just okay. Just yeah, I, listen, that's
1: what that. we're doing. This yeah, for. no, no I, I hear you. But united, unite humanity with a living new language. I a hundred percent agree with this. And I don't think it has to do with the One World Order type, New World Order stuff. I personally, it's very difficult when you're trying to get something accomplished and it's in different languages, especially Mm -hmm. when you're working with other people. Especially in
0: early civilization, if you're like back to
2: an agrarian
0: base. I mean, go to the Bible, the Tower of
1: Babel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But now this goes back to an interesting question that Jake Dean brought up when he was interviewing us for, uh, mm-hmm. for his podcast and the importance of symbology. Mm-hmm. The reason why symbology is so important in Freemasonry and any of the ancient cultures and mysteries because symbols are a universal language mm-hmm. for aspects of it. You don't need to know how to read and write a certain language to know that a certain shape and it's red, means stop.
1: Like, it's, right. symbols are universal. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's it's true, though. Like, I couldn't work with somebody from Japan who was trying to, you know, help me put together IKEA furniture when we don't understand each other. Like, right. Well,
0: you, we, you just look at the instructions, which use symbols, which are universal. Yeah.
1: Right, that's where there's no words in IKEA. So instructions. there
0: you go.
2: But, the, but that, to me, that could be your common language and only would kind of lead to me... Maybe there is a little bit
1: of Masonic influence here. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Let's continue. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason.
2: Sounds like subdue your passions to me. Ah,
1: Sounds like an episode, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And, <laughs> and then well there's a... Um, now, uh, after we do right. all these inscriptions, we're going to talk about most people believe it's the Rosicrucians. I actually do not believe it's the Rosicrucians at all. And I'll explain my reasons. why.
2: No, because a lot of the but principles are universal.
1: and a lot, I think of, that's the, a fair assessment, though. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all yeah. things with tempered reason. That sounds like yep.
2: my uh, J- brother Josephus' rule number it does, one. It does don't be it's an
1: a a asshole. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> number five: protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. I mean, th- I that's I mean. I think that's pretty standard. There's nothing really else to say about it. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Now, this goes against the whole New World Order freaking thing, because if that was the case, it wouldn't say uh, let all nations rule internally and then external disputes in a world court. For instance, if you just wanted a one-world order, everything would under the same government. You wouldn't have individual nations; it would all be one, one rule, right? So you can't really go to the NWO no, in that. Even in
0: NWO, you might have like states' rights for well, so individual countries, and that's so where right.
2: exactly I was going between this rule, and we kind of glossed over rule number six. Uh, what was the one prior to this? Let all nations so rule and just.
1: Oh protect people And nations with fair laws And just courts
2: Mm -hmm. Sounds to me like We're getting a little Constitutional-ish Between that one And this one Between Mm. certain Basic inalienable rights Yeah Mm. Starting to look at The States Of the world You have a uh, A local Or state Authority That on certain levels Answers to a higher one But for the most part Take care of your own crap Which really sounds like My rule number two (laughs) Mind your business That's that's Uh, true (laughs)
1: But I think no, but we're right. starting to see some parallels now, between... Again, I'm also looking at it from a prior gener- a prior people's talking to future people's mm-hmm. and the mistakes that we have today. And again, right. you're talking about 1980s now, okay? You have the United States who doesn't talk to Russia. They don't talk to the USSR. And if there's a disagreement between the United States and, and the USSR, you know, there's nobody over the top that says... Hey, you're being an ass. Yeah, knock it off. I mean, you have the UN, but they're garbage. They're garbage. They so, we they're won't the, get into. We're
0: like the League of that. Nations. Yeah, we won't yeah. get into that. Right, like a strongly worded letter.
1: Yeah, but that's what, what I, I'm I, saying. I, I, it's a world court. Like that, <laughs> so, that's kind of what it's talking about. In my opinion, it's a, it's a, prior generation or a yeah. prior peoples telling the future. These are the mistakes that we made. Yep. is the way I'm looking. At However,
2: it. they're also they're acknowledging mistakes, but they're also kind of saying. Hey, there's this one kind of model that's worked for a couple hundred years. That seems to be pretty good
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, why don't you guys look at that
2: look at that? And that's why it's kind of drawing in some of the principles from that constitution that that's how it's Mm -hmm. in my mind Hey, here's something that seems like it kind of works. We're not going to tell you exactly
1: what to do Mm -hmm. But here are the principles that kind of seem like they work number seven Hmm. Avoid Hmm. petty laws and useless officials (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Sorry yeah. You can't be sneezing like that nowadays. <laughs> what are you doing? No, I'm just joking. I'm just messing around. Um, no avoid petty laws and useless officials. I mean, I think, I think that's more like...
2: true now than it was in the nineteen eighties. Without yes. a doubt. Without a yes. doubt. Yes. hundred percent I agree with that. But if you think about and being the only person in the room that was alive in seventy nine mm. when these were constructed, um or close to it. Um I mean think of all the starting to the that's when a, you started to see a shift from conservative values to more progressive values. You're coming off the '60s, um, mm-hmm. the '70s were kind of wild, freaking Jimmy Carter. I'll leave that alone, mm-hmm. but you're starting to see a move away from conservative mm-hmm. or traditional values, right. and it kind of seems like they're not that they would ever envision it getting to where it is today, but it's like, hey, you gotta you gotta watch out for that mm-hmm. because I think they saw at that time that that wave was starting to go a bit
1: and again there's a lot of useless laws there's a lot of oh my useless God, yeah. officials that are just there and it's like why what, what do you do it's like, against the law for me to collect rain water at my house yeah, right exactly that always pisses me like off. come on
2: number eight <laughs> falls from the sky it's mine yeah
1: exactly it's balance land. if it especially if it lands in your your lawn well like, when i used to kick on... my
2: soccer ball into the old lady's yard next door it became hers why can i take the rain that's falling from right
1: yeah it clearly has no owner Number eight, freaking old lady. Balance personal rights with social duties. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Balance your personal rights with your social duties. So, kind of sounds a little bit like the twenty-four inch gauge. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I'm also, sorry. you know, social duties would be like social distancing. You know, keeping your mask on when you're going out nowadays. Things like that, like that's the Burn good of that the fucking mask. for the well. You balance the things that are it's, good
2: for the community, okay. right? Versus you have a social
1: right. responsibility. Yes. It's not every man well, for himself. But, for but instance, you still have unalienable rights yourself. Ken's right. talking right. about the mask, which means yes, wear it when I'm around other people, but not while you're driving. Not well, dude.
2: Driving. I do uh, right. You know why I do that? So you don't have to take it on and off. Not to fuck around with the
0: <laughs> with the. Facial recognition algorithms and stuff. That's there you go. See, that's... Uh, that's why I do that. No, I was just <laughs> being funny. By the way, somebody you... yelled at me on Facebook about that, and that was my answer, and she's like, oh, yeah, I kind of see what you're getting at.
2: <laughs> Here's my answer that. It doesn't affect you. Shut up.
0: Yeah, also that.
2: If I'm in my car, rule number one, just like you have the right to not wear one if you don't want to, I have the right to wear one at all times if I choose to, so sh-
1: shut up. Mind your business. Don't be an asshole. Number nine. Prize Truth. Beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Yeah, now we're getting a little. (laughs) (laughs) That one's hard
0: to dispute. Now we're starting to sell uh, crystals Mm. and necklaces and stuff. Well, not only that,
2: but that's
1: you've got harmony. Like you've got a lot there. You've got a lot to unpack there. Number ten: Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Yep. Leave room for nature.
2: Again, rule number one.
1: Yeah, that's reasonable. Nope. You know, we could
0: have boiled this entire thing down to Josephus's three rules mm. and saved a lot of money on granite. So, and on if top we... of that,
1: it would have just been probably a penis statue,
2: like an obelisk, an <laughs> obelisk, like an obelisk. <laughs> like an obelisk. Yeah. A so Joe
1: obelisk. That... we will call it a jobelisk. Yeah. Jobelisk. So, I like that. A jobelisk. I like it's a
2: jobelisk. A jobelisk. And if we can uh, raise enough money through Patreon, for yeah. those $3 a month. You're like, going to raise enough. We,
1: we can raise a jobelisk, aren't you? <laughs>
2: we're going to get like a two. We, there's got to be a brother or somebody within the sound of our voice right now that knows somebody that owns a monument company, like Tombstone kind of company. Right. And we're going to make a jobelisk, <laughs> And, gonna and it's it going to have two rules on it. <laughs> and we could do four sides, but because there's only two rules... We can do all eight, eight languages. We can do two on each side, right?
1: And we'll erect it in
2: downtown downtown Seymour. Seymour. So now, here, let,
1: let me just say, while we're on this, no, subject, we'll go up to
2: Waterbury, is, where that holy land place was. Yeah, this is where humanity will be reborn, and
1: this is where Northern I Waterbury. don't believe that Masons did this. And okay. I'll tell you why. We'll, we'll do the present cause. This is my—I don't believe the Masons would do this, and this is a joke. But I will get into the seriousness of it, but. If a mason was to do this in modern day, okay, I'm talking about like, so if I was to go say, yeah, I'm going to build something, and uh, it's going to be for future generations. Be shaped like a penis? Number one. Number two, I would put astrological holes and stuff in it that lead to nowhere. (laughs) Just Just so Alex Jones, just so I can sit there and watch YouTube and listen to the Alex Jones and Conspiracy Theorists come up with the craziest shit and me know in my own head... They do go to nowhere. I so just uh, drill holes in the damn thing. So an astrological <laughs> glory hole.
2: Kind of no, I know you're going to edit that out. That's fine.
1: No, but that's what I would do because that's just what I do. It'd I don't be know a small hole. <laughs> no. All right. So let's get into uh, who we believe individually built this, and I'm going to say definitively, in my opinion, this was not done by the Rosicrucians, and I'll tell you why. Number one, uh, the very first thing that... Uh, oh, no, I'll get into the... I'll continue with it. The very first thing is the guy's name was R.C. Christian, and he represented a group of Americans who were Blossy, Blossy, Blossy. But many people leave it to Rosicrucians. I'm just saying, if... If Masons were to build this, and I was a Mason who wanted to build this, I'm not going to walk in and be like, yeah, my name is uh, H. A. Biff. <laughs> right, right. If I wanted to keep the Rosicrucians and he, they wanted it to be anonymous, I want to be clear on that. He didn't want his real name. He didn't want the group to be known. If it was the Rosicrucians, why would you actually use... Something RC Christian could be relatable to follow what I'm getting that? Yeah, Number one, yeah. I wouldn't want it to be related. If, 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 yeah, but if people like that Lodge, never think they're gonna get caught. Ah. That's the thing. but he hasn't though. That's the best part. The yeah. RC Christian guy has never been revealed what his real name is, and the guy Wyatt said he will take it to his grave. So, here's a lesson He's if you're gonna, gonna do something
2: it. that you don't want people to know who you are, use like two initials like RC Christian or DB Cooper,
1: they'll never catch you. Again, but if the Grand Lodge gave me right. a ton of money to be, erect something, I'm not going to walk into a freaking bank and be like, yeah, uh, my name is H. A. Biff. <laughs> I'm going to come up with like uh, some crazy name like IP Freely or something like that That were, and let people figure it out. I'm not going to leave any because he wanted it to be an- anonymous. G. Mudry. Hmm. yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean like i'm not you yeah, know i i yeah i'm not gonna leave any trace of who it may have been and that's exactly what did.
2: unless now at some point you wanted people to to know yeah. i agree that it's probably not freemasons because they throw a square and compass on it uh,
1: especially uh, yes and no they, i think they would because well, the Masons like to
2: throw that on Everything. Also, we have no
0: business doing things like this in the first place. Right. Like what right. Mason would think it's a good idea or what
2: Lodge... And if we we're going to bury something, right. it would be in the northeast corner. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it would, right. the there center. would be That's yeah. what
2: there. I think there would be much more right. telltale signs. Right. Not to say that whoever did this might not have been influenced by some of our tenets and principles, uh-huh. which are not exclusive to Freemasonry. No, they're pretty much universal. But well,
1: let's get back into Christian now. I... Again, if I'm going to, if I truly want to be anonymous, there's two things I would do. Number one, and I've said it, and Joe knows it, deception is the art of all warfare. Here
2: we go. Sun Sun again.
1: My point being here, is, though, I would say, yeah, my name is, uh, give me another, another group that has a famous guy.
0: Right. Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought you wanted me to come up with a random name off the top.
1: No, no, but you know. know what I mean. Like I would blame it on that guy, on that group, to keep uh, my group quiet. So, uh, so uh, I would say, yeah, I'm a Rosicrucian. I'm I'm RC. Uh, I'm RC Christian. So
2: what are you going to do? Well, I'm like actually a Mason. The founder of the Knights of Columbus. Name? What was his name? Father Flannagan or <laughs> something yeah. like that. It would be. <laughs> It's something
1: Irish. F I don't remember. Flanagan. Yeah, whatever. Just as an example. Yeah. Because now people are gonna be like, oh, it's the Knights of Columbus built this. And now I've deflected that attention off of Freemasonry. You follow what I'm getting at here? Yeah, but yeah. That- Number two, if you read the inscriptions, you know, the Rosicrucians, uh, let's get into the history of the Rosicrucians. It was actually by started by a doctor named uh, Rose. What the hell his name? Oh, I know, Rosencrantz? Rosencrantz or something like that. Dr. Rosencrantz, yeah. Yeah, something
2: like that, yeah. You want me to check which may, yeah. Which may be a fake name. You, you douche, know, in the yes? You understand douche? You understand douche? Yes? I Dr. I'm not saying Dr. Rosencrantz is <laughs> a douche, by the way.
1: Rosencrantz. Dr. Rosencrantz. <laughs> you sound
2: like one of the guys from... Uh, Doctor that Roe? beer movie. The um, God, where's the beer movie with Beer Fest, Beerfest, okay. well, yes. Anyway, he <laughs> sounds like the the you know the like the skinny guy. <laughs> that
0: movie that I was told to watch that I still haven't watched. Oh my oh, god, god, it's Euro an amazing show. movie. Euro Euro Euro
1: beer know. Fest is amazing. Eurotrip. Anyway, still doesn't watch it. Fucking two years up here doing this podcast. I've never seen it. I've never seen that. I've been studying ritual, man. Anyway, so let's get so the Rosicrucians. They were doctors that. You know, they started off where they were going to heal this afflicted and sick for zero money. That's how they got it. And And in essence, it
2: was, if I understand, they became the esoteric wing of
1: uh Catholicism. Correct. Uh, They also, now I want to be clear that the Rosicrucians believe... That would uh, be McGuire over there. He just passed by. So you guys can stop freaking out that that huh. was a ghost. No, I knew it wasn't a ghost. Shit. I just wanted to know oh, who the hell came in. Oh, is. okay. I, I was like, who the hell is that? Wow. So well. I
2: just want to be clear that and he's had a haircut. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm
1: still looking for somebody to cut my damn hair. The Rosicrucians believe that Jesus was man turned God rather than the Catholicism that believes Jesus was Born God and became man. Yes. So here's my issue with like the, inscri- the. I believe the term is apotheosis. Mm-hmm. Yes. So here's my issue with the inscriptions, and particularly this one right here that says, "Praise truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite." Why didn't it say anything about JC or God? It says the infinite. It was left. Because ended. it's non denominated right. uh, Because top. of number two uh, directive, top. which is be careful. Was it two or three? Be
0: careful oh, about good. faith and
1: stuff like that. And that's another thing that leads me. Wouldn't wouldn't they head. say, y'all need Jesus? <laughs> I knew you were. That's why trip, right, I would. I knew it. I knew it,
0: Y'all need Jesus. If it were being driven by, yeah, by if it was driven what by, by the Rosicrucians, they'd yeah. say
1: something about Jesus. They'd yeah. say something along those. Again. Rose Croy, Rosy Cross. Yeah. Or if you're English, which they're Rose Croix.
2: That would be French. Yeah,
0: that's French. No. Yes. Or Creole. Uh, nope. Yeah.
1: Or Canadian. O-I-X
0: is like that Y is a French thing. Or French Canadian. But French-Canadian, that's
1: French-Canadian. what the Leeds Light like, Boys said. They said well, Rose That's quoi. because
2: they know how to pronounce French words Because they probably too. speak multiple languages unlike most of us America. I speak Southern. Yeah.
1: Y'all need Jesus.
2: But, but anyway, my no point. I back agree. Point. If it were if it were this esoteric Christianity mm-hmm. Catholic based group It would have so It would to be specific to the Cath Right. Which kinda pushes me back towards some kind of group that is non denominational that speaks the universality of faith and doesn't Green necessarily base. endorse Green. one religion over another. So We'll get um, into that. I'm saying, <laughs> so I don't believe it's. Yeah, but you know what? It, I'm not saying it's the Freemasons. However, it was. The I can understand. <laughs> I can understand knowing what I know as a Freemason how there's certain things within this that clearly have some ties there, whether intentional
1: or unintentional.
2: So,
0: or well, they're just modeling everything off of the United States, which we talked about,
1: right? And the United earlier. States was modeled off of. The Constitution of 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 Religion,
0: but also separation of church and state, and that was written by the founding fathers, who were Freemasons.
2: Freemasons.
1: The The echo on 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 that. Now
0: we're all conspiracy theorists too.
1: Freemasons. All right, so let's get into the serious part of this, and we'll talk about Freemasonry. Did Freemasons build this? Ken. Do you believe this is a Freemasonic thing? Did Freemasons build the Guidestones
0: in Georgia? No. I get it. okay I think it was just somebody who was a concerned, eccentric, rich individual. I don't think it was a consortium. I don't think it was the Freemasons. Like preppers.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Like, like, like a, a really rich of 1979 eccentric prepper, basically. Yep. Who probably had the money that were hunkered down, had their bomb shelters. Yep. That's that's my thought. Given, that's given that the
0: Cold War is going on, everything else that's going on at that yeah. particular time in history, yeah, that's, I mean, that's where my instinct takes me.
2: And I also think, and I agree with Ken, I don't believe it was built by Freemasons, um, even though I know it's just arguing the other side five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But if it were Freemasons, they also would not use R.C. Christian as a pseudonym because it's endorsing one specific religion. Mm-hmm. So, no, but I think there's there's influence from Freemasonry there, or at least the tenets of Freemasonry, which are also universal with other societies. But there's an influence there. I don't think we can argue that there's some influence, whether it be the tenets that Freemasonry adopted for themselves or... They borrowed that from yeah. Freemasons. Or somebody fell upon the exact same kind of tenets because they're Especially when you throw in
1: good beauty, truth, harmony. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, now Like yep. That's what I was going to touch on real quick. I am in the air and whether or not it was Freemasons or not. I'm not 100% convinced. Um, I know that the person who I got into a little war Twitter with. Twitter war? My Twitter war with. Uh, it wasn't a war. It was just conversation back and forth. Um he didn't sell me on why he, he said it was 100% Freemasons. And I'm like, okay, what's your sources? Give me, give me facts, give me something, facts and data, facts and not data that I can grab hold of and say, yeah, okay, I believe you. And I have no problem with that. Right. Convince me. There's a couple things. You're that, that guy
2: sitting in, the, in that meme, sitting mm. in the corner with the desk saying,
1: change my mind. Change my mind. <laughs> it's court. not Freemasons. Change my mind. Right. So I'm on the fence about this and I'll tell you why couple things stand out right in the inscriptions, number one. They, not only with the, the, um, all the languages that are written on it, they're talking about diversity. Mm-hmm. Diversity. We talk about, as Freemasons, we're a diverse group. We're right. called the Protestant Graveyard. We take just about everybody, <laughs> right, with the exception of Athe- atheists. Yep. And that brings me to where it talks about the infinite. Hold on. Beauty, love, harmony. What are the three pillars? Junior we, Warden, Senior Warden. Wisdom, strength, and beauty. Wisdom, strength, and beauty. But so you yeah, think they, they would have it?
2: thrown in wisdom, strength, and beauty.
1: However... And they talk about the infinite. They didn't say yeah. God. They didn't say Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. They didn't right. say any of that. They said the infinite.
2: Which could also be the grand architect of the universe. It's a... It's a, it's a hidden...
1: Yeah. So... Uh, so you're
2: arguing for or against right now?
1: Uh, these are the I, I'm not I, I'm on the fence. I'm just talking okay. about for right now. Rule passion, faith, yeah. tradition.
2: Uh, I know that's those are the parts that are hard to argue. Uh, Think is, about those things in my mind are very Masonic. Let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. outside of Freemasonry. Now, you hear truth, you hear beauty, but the thing that keys into my head mm. is the use of the word harmony. You that is my word. You don't hear that uh-huh. word yep. a lot outside of Freemasonry, even in other societies. Even you in don't 1979? Hear. So, yes, I was there. And it- all right. Well, that's why I was asking you. So, let me continue. Right.
1: Other than the Elton John song. All right. The languages. Okay, all right. English, Spanish. Swahili. Spanish. <laughs> Spanish. Fucker. Uh, English. Spanish. Mandarin. Swahili. Hindi. Mandarin. There you go. Like the orange. Hebrew. Arabic. Russian. Think about where Masonic lodges would be in the world. All over the world. But right. specifically where these languages are spoken. Maybe not Russia. Yeah, there's a Grand Lodge of Russia. They just did mm-hmm. the Olang lang was it? Lang O lang sign?
0: Yeah. 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 I mean it's not as prevalent Maybe now, there. Maybe now that, that they're in not Europe communist. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. China too. China there's, there's a lot
1: of Masonic things here. I'm sorry, the sun yeah, travelling. The one thing that I don't think that I don't I'm not hundred percent sure. Is there of. anything tied into Venus? No. I'd be curious on that, because I think that would be that would be the clincher for me. Let's get into my Twitter war.
2: Twitter, Twitter war. Twitter Give war. me the echo. Twitter war.
1: I had asked this particular person, and I'm not going to make them famous. I asked what makes them uh, like we have that power. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's saying a lot about us.
1: We really don't. <laughs> we don't. I had asked. Uh, so and I wasn't being a douche. I was actually asking for You're we following my rule number one. This particular person. Uh, what what makes it Masonic? Because they said it was one hundred percent Masonic, no no doubt, and it was shitty architecture. Which yeah. all right, whatever, you know, to each their own. But he said number one, the compass. The center column features a hole drilled at an angle from one side to the other, through which can be seen the North Star, a star whose position changes only very gradually over time. And he's talking about North Star being Polaris. Yeah, which is not really revered
0: by Masons. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Election. I've never heard yeah. that come up in Freemasonry. And nope. he
1: says, number two, a time capsule, and I don't know why he added, or he or she, whoever, added the picture of the 33rd degree. I don't know what the the headed re- eagle, yeah. I don't know what the relevance of that has to do with the Georgia Guidestones. But a time capsule buried three plus three feet deep. It's awful, cheap, drumph handiwork. What?
0: D-R-U-M-P. No, no, just the fact that it's three plus three. Okay, so it's six it's feet six deep. It's six feet deep. So I'm going to find some kind of way to throw three,
1: okay. three, three in Okay. I there. mean, right, how three far, far do we
2: bury people when you die? Six feet. Below the frost line, for Christ's sake. <laughs> the, guy's yeah, never exactly. dug, the guy's never dug a ditch in his life. Yeah, that would be a standard depth to dig in. I ain't digging actually. no
1: ditches. You it's dig the ditch. This person's from England.
2: They don't dig ditches there? <laughs> I'm just saying, but feet? this particular. I mean, they person, had the freaking plague. They've dug, they've dug ditches. I'm just. I know. I'm just,
0: a point. It's I'm just making 1.2 freaking meters, whatever. We'll sick Danny <laughs> Cobb on yeah, He'll take care of this. He'll exactly.
1: solve this problem. No, but. I, I, I'm i on the fence if it's Masonic. I believe if it was. I can understand. I don't believe I, it was the organization of, uh, of Freemasonry commission right. this. But I do believe there was Masonic influence, whether it was a Mason who had a part in it right, or somebody who adhered to the tenets of Freemasonry. But there was definitely, in my opinion, some sort of Masonic influence, especially when you're talking about the sun. Or It I've checks kinda... the, the rise of the sun, yeah. the sinking of the sun, sun at high noon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Polaris, I don't know. That it, kind it has of a, a calendar built in. Was,
2: here, I'm going to throw something at you that it just popped in my head now. Mm-hmm. So, more than likely, post-apocalyptic, what kind of society would we be? Uh, we'd probably revert to agrarian. Right. Yeah. Which, isn't there a... Didn't we just learn on our last episode that there is a society that's very similar to Freemasonry that is based on a... In fact, more Masonic than Freemasonry,
0: according to... And what's the, what, are, what are they based about? on? Uh, the Grange, which is based on Venus.
2: And on agriculture, there's yeah. m- primarily farmers, which a calendar would be extremely helpful if you yep. needed to know when to
1: plant your crops yep as um, well I'm as guessing
2: in northern Georgia that's probably pretty decent farm country
1: I don't know, as well as being not a cancer yeah. on earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature yeah, so you're, you're getting, getting back, back to that
2: no i I, I mm-hmm. get, but but you're if not the Freemasons, perhaps a similar society based on agriculture. That okay, uh-huh. fair point. That that's what I'm thinking. Is you know, knowing when winter's coming and and when the seasons are coming on this calendar, because presumably technology's gone. Right. Somebody can figure that out. So you think a bunch of the Granges got together and in, perhaps in the county and you know. I'm just throwing it out there. There's similarities
1: to Freemasonry. So We're that, gonna throw that at Alan Butler. And uh, last thing, Janet we'll and Walter. About. Last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll shut this down. So there was a cube that was cut out of the corner of the English Stone that people are losing their freaking shit over. That they believe this happened in 2014. So somebody went and did it. Like somebody replaced, replaced it? a cube. Oh that was in the corner of the English stone. So I want to tell the true story of it because people are losing their shit because it says 2014 and then there's initials, J-W-W, and then uh, I'll have to find the, the, I'll find exactly so you guys know. Um, so originally when they were building the Georgia Guidestones, uh, the, the stone with the English writing was damaged. Uh it was originally damaged when they were setting the capstone on. It actually cracked. So what they did was they cut out a niche, I guess you can say, in this
2: Yeah, they patched it.
1: Well, they cut it out. Yeah. And
2: probably so that if it
1: probably had a crack
2: in and it. they replaced
1: it. Yeah,
2: probably so that crack wouldn't spread over right. time with weather and ice and things like that. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. Well, and then they,
1: so they cut it out and yeah. then they replaced it yeah. with, uh, and they adhered it. They mm-hmm. stuck it to the end so, so that it kind of all looked uniform. Well, it ended up going disappearing and missed. Somebody went climbed up the Georgia Guidestones. And took that piece. Yanked that okay. piece out because he was, said that he was um, harnessing the energy of the Guidestones. Okay. Oh, okay. On 2000, they really should have
0: epoxied that
1: in. In 2000, they did, and somebody cut it out or ripped it oh. out. Um, in 2000, well, I don't remember exactly the year it disappeared, but uh, somebody had removed it and taken it. 2014, it showed back up. Where and at the Godstones and oh, somebody okay. had replaced it. Um, and the writings on it are M M J A M. 8-16-2014. So on each side of this cube. Okay. And it was replaced back up there. The man who replaced it uh, was caught. And this particular guy, I don't know who exactly what his name is, but this is uh, an interview I listened to. I'll have to cite his name later. But he, he was one of the guys who now has the original... Uh, piece that was removed out of the the cube the presumably damaged piece the damaged piece in his office as well as this new cube that was replaced in the georgia guidestones okay and when he caught the guy because obviously now they have you know cctv there right Right. um the sheriff's department showed up grabbed the guy and they asked him what the hell and he said well um me and my wife got married at the Georgia Guidestones, and he replaced the missing area with a cube that he had made with his wife's initials. Okay. His initials. And the year they, they got the married. That they got, the, the That's actually pretty they got cool. Married. I give him credit for
2: that. And mm. so but they're not buying it. Everybody thinks M.M. is Na- Master Mason. Master Mason, yeah, yeah. yep.
1: And I don't know what freaking uh, J.A.M. is. Uh, job alum? Can't
2: really (laughs) think of anything. (laughs) It's the fourth
1: ruffian. Just another master! Um, No, in 2014 and everything, but they got it. Of course, you know, everybody does their 30,000 mathematicians, and I mean, you got to look at this, right? So. I wish I could show this to the camera, but I mean, it basically like a bingo card of all the Oh my God, I thought that was a scratch off. And it ends What's up coming a... to 2006, uh, 666. So, oh, it, Christ almighty. It, like, you can take any amount of numbers to eventually equal 666. Like, come on now. Like, when you stop discard it, now you're being, now you're just this guy got caught and he was confessing his love because he right, got married right. at the Georgia Guidestones. Which makes and more he sense. He's like, hey, there's a spot
2: there. Let me just put my own spot in Right, right.
1: Case closed. Case closed. Christ. So I think we can put a fork in that one. That the cube is not Masonic. Violated. Not... They're violating rule number one. Rutherford, yeah. Exactly. They're violating rule number <laughs> one.
2: And by the way, Rafferty uh, put in there. He actually does know somebody who owns a monument. A
1: All company, right. Let's get done.
0: that obelisk bill. I mean yeah. that Joe obelisk bill. Let's get I'll, this done.
1: If we can get it done for under a grand, I'm in. Yeah. There's gonna be so many means on Discord. I'll help part of it. <laughs> no, for
2: the grand, I wanna, I wanna, I'm a. Ordained minister, it should go against uh, go with my ministry. Oh, okay, tax free. Yeah.
1: So anyway, what do we think? Think we covered this? Think we did our due diligence on the Georgia guys? I I think we could go on
2: with this for quite some time. I think we're good. All right, before it gets silly and out of control. Yes. Mm. But uh, my final thought on it is, um, not the Rosicrucians. I'm I'm almost convinced not the Rosicrucians. Not the Freemasons. However, a similar society. I'm I'm going with the Grange. I'm going. It was influenced by okay. the Grange.
1: All right. Nicely done.
2: I'm I'm gonna bring uh, Janet. I'm gonna talk to Janet and Alan about
1: that. i to say you're after another patch, aren't you? You're after another challenge. I don't quarter.
2: need a patch. I just want personal <laughs> satisfaction of knowing <laughs> I'm right.
1: <laughs> All right. What do we say, brothers? Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we did it. And, uh, Looks
2: like we made we'll it. We'll be back Sunday
1: as soon as Rafferty gets off his vacation. Did he break his hand or Where'd something? Where would he go? Did he break his hand. Someone Did he was, really? Somebody's asking me if he broke his hand. All that time home alone. <laughs> uh, I thought he <laughs> I
2: thought he sprained something. Well, that would
0: explain that would be that would yeah, explain had it. On Discord,
1: he put up a picture of his hand. Sprained wrist. Sprained wrist. Well, he's been working hard. Uh, yeah, all that time, time home, a home special alone. Special worker. Uh, Matthew Butts, great job, hands. brothers. Missed the first part, but we'll be listening. Stay safe. We always do. You too, brother. But I think we could put a fork in it, though. I think we did a pretty I think good we're job. Good. Definitely not the Rosicrucians. Y'all need Jesus. And yeah. uh, it's not the Rosicrucians. All right. So uh, what do we say?
2: Signing off, baby.
1: For the Freemasons Podcast, I am right worship brother George Mudry signing off.
2: Worshipful brother
0: Joe signing off. And worshipful brother Ken signing off.
1: Have a good night, everyone.
0: Good night.